Hello. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Bacon Palace is a place on earth. In Bacon Palace, you come first. Bacon Palace is a place on earth. I'm opening up a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> All right, welcome to Two Player Bros. All right, welcome to Two Player Bros. I'm Mike with me. Welcome to Two Player Bros. <laughs> no, I don't want to annoy them out of the podcast already. <laughs> so today we have a few things to talk about. Uh, let's just start fresh because your energy right there. It's too high. My energy's too high. <laughs> you sang the Burger Palace song and my energy is too high. Burger Palace? Bacon Palace. I am so sorry. Ooh, Baby, do you know what that's worth? Bacon Palace is a place on earth. At Bacon Palace, you come first. Bacon Palace is a place on earth. I feel like you might have some legal rights to that spoof song before you can start your burger, uh, your uh, Bacon Palace joint. We don't sell burgers. It's just bacon? Bacon all day. It's a Bacon Palace. I respect you know, that. You know, I believe it was the Buddha who said, we all live in a palace with our eyes closed. Um, what if that palace was made of bacon? Ooh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're two minutes into the podcast. We've lost all of our listeners. <laughs> I assume you're cutting all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that was just for a, a level check because I was whispering during our test. <laughs> I'll tell you, your first ver- uh, iteration of Bacon Palace, one of your ooze is uh, off those charts, baby. It's off those charts. <laughs> Just like our hickory smoked <laughs> brisket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about Fall Guys, Xbox, PlayStation, Avengers. We got a lot to talk about. So let's jump into it. Let's start with Fall Guys. Mike, you need to slow down when you talk. Sorry, let's talk about Fall Guys. There you go. This is a Chill Vibes podcast. Hey, baby. Why don't we uh, take it down a notch and talk about Fall Guys? I'm just saying, we can't be screaming about bacon palaces. Like, that's just not good radio. (laughs) (laughs) So, Fall Guys was released on Steam and PlayStation Plus. So, it's the free game of the month this month. So, a lot of people have been playing it. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, I should say. It's got a it's got a tag, although I believe it's the first Fall Guys game. It is the first Fall Guys game, <laughs> and it's pretty great. It's it's a it's a really really fun time. I was really excited about this game coming into it. People that was were listening back in the old times in Two Player Bros. When I was doing it with Alex, knows that when I first saw it on E3, I was pumped about this game or the Devolver Digital Conference. It would have been Devolver Digital. Yeah. Do not tell Devolver that they were part of E3. They would not be okay with yeah, that. <laughs> but I, as soon as I saw the trailer, I fell in love with these doofy little guys falling all over the place. And the game did not disappoint. It is a ton of fun. But it's not maybe the greatest game in terms of mechanically. Why are you 
It's gate spot. Why are you pooping on Fall Guys? I'm just trying to start a conversation. I think it's amazing. I think it's perfect. I think it sets out to do exactly what it wants to. Is it perfect or is it not? Listen, sometimes (laughs) perfection can be found within its imperfections. Wow. I know. That was beautiful. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) The Buddha. (laughs) I'm going to attribute all my wise quotes to the Buddha now. Yeah, that's the hardest thing about Buddhism is there's like all these holy people saying all these wonderful things and you just have to assume they're all the Buddha. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think part of its charm falls within its, its wonkiness. These characters are big old puffballs and they move like big old puffballs flailing their arms. You don't have like a ton of, it's not a tightly controlled game. Well, if you're looking for a tight controlled, like Mario platformer. Let's focus on the positives. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you love about this game? The atmosphere, just the it's, the the aesthetic is uh, <laughs> amazing. Like it's such a, it's like Nintendo just like puked <laughs> all over the place. It's true into this beautiful Rugrats candy mountain nonsense, or is it ice cream mountain? It's ice cream mountain and Rugrats. But every time I'm playing, I think of Rugrats and I think of Nintendo. <laughs> oh yeah, it gives off big time Nintendo vibes, even from the. The beginning song before each match starts and then the countdown three, two, one pops up. I still think in my head that the Mario Kart dings are going to pop up. A little Lakitu is going to show up. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And and the guys, the characters are so cute. But what's awesome is they're also very plain, which allows you to really customize and put on your own patterns and outfits and stuff like that and really make your little fall guy your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so silly. Like people keep calling it a battle royale game. And I get why, because it's, you know, 60 players competing to make it to the finish. But I don't think that does the game justice, you know? I would say it's got battle royale elements in terms of what we see now as a battle royale with its seasons and its elimination modes. But it's really more a game show. Yeah, it's like a. It's like some weird mix of like a decathlon and a game show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for people who don't maybe know that the fall, the way the fall guys, like you said, decathlon and game show. You start out with 60 players, you drop in. Usually you have a big match where it's like old school Nickelodeon type games. Like I was compared to like Guts or um, what would you do kind of some of the what would you do kind of matches where you just are doing these silly things or running through these bouncing balls and these, these big chandelier things trying to knock you out into the match or, or fans and whirly. One of the matches is called Whirly Gigs and it's just a whole bunch of whirling fans waiting to knock you out of the match. But everything's matted and everything looks like a bouncy castle kind of. So no harm are coming to your fall guys, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of slime, which is also very Nickelodeon. And as you go from match to match, you will your way down. And some matches are team games. Some are your on your own kind of games. By matches, you mean like the, the little what do they call them? Play. Do they call them episodes or is a whole match the episode? Mm. I guess I'm just going to call them events. I wouldn't call them a match. Though. Sure. We'll call them events within yeah. the match. So the matches would be the entire thing and the events were inside of it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, Use that terminology. Yeah, why not? And these these events range from like the the Astro Crag or Agro Agro Crag. I don't know why I always want to call it the Astro Crag. The Agro Crag type stuff, like the Whirly Gig, like the Slime Climb, to things like a funny soccer match or an egg hunt where you have to put eggs in a basket or even grabbing tails off of people. Mm-hmm. So the the matches really run the gamut, which is keeps them fresh and exciting. And one of the things I love about these events and the matches in general are 
they don't last a long time at all. Everything is so quick and easy. Yeah, like, I, l- I love like the drop in, drop out of it. Like, you know, you you choose to boot up a game and within 30 seconds you're playing. And as soon as you lose, you just press circle back to the main menu, jump right back in or just keep spectating the rest of the game. Sometimes it's just fun to watch the silliness of it. That's the big thing with me with this game is I've watched more on Twitch than I have played the actual game because I just think it's a riot to watch other people play. No, it is definitely. And I'm, I usually can't stand watching other people play games. This is one where sometimes I spectate or, you know, you and I, we've played together where we change through the cameras if we're done with a match quick and we're watching other guys, you know, fail or like we're cheering them on, even though they're, they're really terrible at the match. I love cheering the underdog. (laughs) (laughs) It really is a fun community experience. And I've watched a little bit of what you've seen on Twitch and it is kind of fun. Even you and me, we're joking around while we're playing it. So it's a, it's a good game to get like a good party style atmosphere. The tone of the game is kind of weird because I'm definitely like a very competitive person when I'm playing games. Uh, I mean, you've seen that firsthand. I've I'm heard sure. it from the downstairs apartment. <laughs> upstairs, yes. Um, but there's like an inherent silliness to Fall Guys where I can't get mad. Like I get mad because it's fun to get mad. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a lighthearted mad, if that makes sense, where the game's so dumb that I can't. It's it's tough to get mad and it's tough to get mad at some you of the can't, players. The thing you can't so, get mad at, yeah. I can't get mad at myself, I think, is what it is when I'm playing. Like if I lose a game of Fortnite, if I get killed, if I get killed in the top five or I lose a build fight or something, mm-hmm. I get pissed at myself. Like, yeah, I messed up. I should have built that wall. I should have hit that edit, you know. I should have picked this gun way back in the match earlier. I should never drop that or, or I should have, I should have healed before I did this or whatever with this. It's just like unadulterated fun. Like there is no strategy to it other than like that in the moment, get to the finish, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think the shortness also helps with that. You know, you get mad at yourself, but you're right in another game. Unlike Fortnite, where sometimes it takes a little while to get in the next game. Fortnite also has a lightheartedness, though, where I don't get mad until I've gotten pretty far into it. And then if I die, you know, when there's very few people, that's when I get mad. Yeah. If, but if, if you, I die at the first hundred, I don't really care as much. Well, why don't you uh, try getting good and then we'll see if you get mad. Okay. <laughs> Scrub. I don't know where that hostility comes from. <sighs> I don't know. I just want to play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> but in this game, you know, you lose even even though there's been a couple of times where I've gotten to the crown matches or the final Crown events, I guess we're calling them the crown events. And even though I've lost, I don't feel too bad because a proud of myself for getting there and B it only was like 10 minutes of my time. So uh, better luck next time, I guess. See, I, I can't take, I haven't won a game yet. I'm sure I will be proud of myself if I win one. Oh, I was super happy. I won, but like, I'm never like proud of myself for like making it to the next event or moving on. Like as the show progresses, because it's so silly, it's like, so much, so much of it is just happenstance of, of what happens in the match. You know, like, that's true. They're definitely the first round or two when there's sixty people in the match and you're all running. If you get caught up in a crowd, which is some of the most hilarious parts of the game, you it, might lose, it, even though you have the best of intentions. As <laughs> someone who often finishes early in the first event <laughs> and spectates the rest of it, you should be embarrassed if you fail the first round. <laughs> there's a lot of players in that game who do not know what they're doing, and it's. It's adorable. <laughs> That's something I find funny. And, I, and I've been wondering about is, I mean, I did lose the first playing with you. I lost like the first five first matches 
uh, disqualified right away, getting a feel for my fall guy because he is very wobbly and the jump button in some of the matches, it's very it's, delayed compared to late, other things. Yeah. But it's still at its heart, a lot of uh, platforming elements. And I feel like so many players aren't quite used to that platformy type stuff anymore. Well, it's a platformer where your character is bad at jumping, which makes yeah. it extra weird. <laughs> but like some of the stuff like there's one where a pole twir twirls around. You've got to jump over the pole. So many people are running away from it instead of waiting to jump over it or running towards it to jump over it so you could see it. And it's just like, have you never played Mario Brothers? <laughs> or one of the big ones is the Seesaw game. Uh, it's just like, that's just basic physics. People do not know how Seesaws work, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. The Seesaw be basically vertical and people be jumping on the bottom. They won't wait for it to even out or even help balance out, even if it's good for them. Oh, you, I mean, you've heard me during the seesaw matches just screaming at the top of my lungs at these people just again for fun with you on the headset because i think it's humorous i've i've come top 10 in a seesaw match just waiting for my seesaw just standing at a platform watching people plummet until the seesaw balanced out and it's like there are a good 25 people ahead of me and i'm just like no one's getting ahead so i'll, I'll just wait i'll get there <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it's it's that that's part of the hilarity of it all though is watching these people just go and just fall and the sound effects. It's just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it just came out, but right now, like I was saying earlier, it's it's a very unique genre of game, mm -hmm. right? And it is it is a little rough around the edges as far as like controls, even though you wonder if the controls are supposed to be like that, but things like grabbing the the tails. Oh, grabbing is it, awful. It just doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work well at all. Part of that's the delay, though, because I've played games and you've played games where we yeah. experience our tails being grabbed even if the person seems like they're five feet away from us and yeah, vice versa. It's, it's like these weird latency issues. So what I'm really excited about for Fall Guys, and this might sound like a knock on Fall Guys, I'm waiting for the first big Fall Guys clone. You know, what's next? This reminds me a lot of some... You know, I want to say like PUBG in that, you know, it's the first big battle royale. This might even be more like the H1Z one <laughs> before PUBG. But it's like this really, really, really beautiful framework, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see what, what someone who knows what they're doing does with it. <laughs> um, like, can you imagine a Fall Guys put out by Nintendo? Oh, that would be amazing with like, the Nintendo characters. What if literally the next Mario Party is Mario Party Royale, and it's essentially Fall Guys, you know? Yeah. And not even just that. Like, you have, you know, the the Rabbids from Ubisoft. They'd yep. fit right into a game like this. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog characters with Sega. There's, there's yeah. so many big studios where if this if this isn't a flash in the pan, if this is like a lasting genre of game which mm -hmm. i i think it could be I, I think fall guys is going to fall off relatively quickly for people mm -hmm. but you're definitely going to see some you know hopefully games that transcend it but at the very least you're going to see some pretenders you know i'd like uh, to see now that i'm thinking about it i want a disney one where i can be mickey mouse disney would be great because <laughs> i was thinking about that um did you see that fall guys tweeted cd project red oh no i didn't see so, they tweeted so fall guys tweeted cd project red and said how many retweets for a cyberpunk collab and CD project red responded with just one. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen like KFC and Walmart and McDonald's and yeah, that, that, so many people are like, Hey guys, look at our mock-ups for everything. Yeah. I saw that popping up afterwards, but 
CD Projekt wrote, Red was the first one that I saw where Fall Guys reached out to them. Yeah, that's but interesting. Even that, like with the way these outfits look, other games, Marvel properties, like there's a there's a lot to add just in terms of like cosmetics and stuff with a game like Fall Guys or oh, sure. a completely different brand if they wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I also think that Fall Guys, they plan on releasing more modes and more games. Hopefully they'll clean it up a little bit. But you're right, even PUBG, you know, always, even at off, there are numerous updates, it always still feels like the unpolished underdog now compared to stuff like Fortnite. But yeah, you got, you know, Fortnite, Apex, mm-hmm. Modern Warfare. Yep. I guess those are the the big ones. Those are the big guns for right now, yeah. I don't think there's another big, big one right now. I mean, Hyperscape just released, but you farted on it. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So no, I, I love what they're doing, but I do agree with you that, you know, it is a little unpolished, but like you said, that could be part of its charm. But in terms of grabbing, that's not part of the charm. That just needs to be fixed. Yeah, it's it's rare that we see a game blow up as quickly as Fall Guys has seemed to have blown up. It's a lot of like what we had with uh with Animal Crossing a few months back, where it's like it's kind of the perfect game for right now Mm -hmm. in that it is just a stupid good time. It's on PS plus. So it's super easy, uh, super easy as, as far as accessibility goes, you see, they, they sold over as of like two days ago, over 2 million copies on steam already sold. So like, I I believe it. They're doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all the people watching on Twitch and all the people having a good time. Hundreds of thousands of viewers on, on Twitch. Is this cross play? No, okay. uh, no crossplay right now. And it's not even on Xbox at the moment. You know, Fall Guys on Game Pass, that would be massive. I'm sure that'll come down the road. Uh, yeah, because they're going to make their money on those cosmetics for sure. And Nintendo, I don't see why Nintendo, unless Nintendo's like, now we must make our own. Oh, no. I can, you, this is an you easy Switch game. will see Fall Guys on Switch. Yeah. I don't know if it's easy or not, but. Well, in terms of like, it's not graphically intensive, but. Sure, but I mean, it seems like they have a lot of network issues they do they, they've seemed to fix a, a decent amount of those i don't think basically what they've said is they just weren't prepared for quite the onslaught of people but you made it a free playstation game so that's complete like they can say that but that's complete bullshit it's that's nonsense they've been doing betas for the past three weeks before the game launched and i'm not saying like oh you can iron out all the kinks in the beta but this game has been getting tons and tons and tons of buzz and tons of people wanting to play it for the past month. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it didn't blow up. Maybe it blew up a little bigger than they thought, but they had to have seen that they were getting, you know, the past couple weekends, 300,000 plus people watching on Twitch every weekend. Like yeah. you knew your game was going to blow up and it sucks that they weren't prepared. I'm not saying that like they, they did anything. They didn't do anything that they could have. Yeah. But don't say, Oh, we didn't know because they couldn't. They should have known. You shouldn't. I feel like they should have known. <laughs> Regardless, I, I didn't I haven't noticed anything in the last few days in terms of connection issues. But I mostly play pretty late, so. I played for the first two days it came out, I think, or maybe the first, yeah, first two days it came out, and then I just played again tonight for a little bit before we started. First two days were terrible, connection-wise. Yeah. So I, no issues tonight, but there were definitely a bunch of issues the first couple of days. Did you see all the negative negative reviews the game was getting, like user reviews? People I saw that people were review bombing it and they were like, hey guys, hold on, we're adding servers. So I, I just want to ask you, what do you I mean, you know I you know I hate reviews and I think reviews are stupid. Uh I think scores are 
useless. Mm -hmm. What? How is that a review bomb? If people like I get how like with last with Last of Us, people were mad about something they did without playing the game. Right. They bomb it. They say this game is a zero, even if they've never played it. With Fall Guys, they tried to play the game. The game didn't work and they gave it a zero or whatever. How is that a review bomb? I think that server issues in a game that just is released when they can add more servers doesn't give a game a fair chance of you're not actually playing the game. What is the a review should be what the gameplay is like and what it's like during the game. How did they make the game? Something like we just have to add more servers because too many people are in. I think you can mention, hey, yeah, it's a great game, but this or that. But if you give it just a zero and you're never going to fix your review, it's just like, give sucks, server issues, day one. And now people are looking, you know, a month later, servers are fixed and they see that you hate the game. I I think that's a review bomb. I think you need to give a game a chance. So I'm I'm on Metacritic right now, and I, I just wanted to look at the the layout that they have. And you've got your Metascore, which is based off of your critic reviews. And then you have your user score, which is based off of 378 ratings. It's not saying that this user score is a review. It's just your rating. It's what it's what you thought of it. Like maybe the issue that people have with review bombing is they're considering user reviews reviews when they're not really. It's almost just like a user experience, you know, that the user is evaluating because I I've never once looked at a user score and been like, okay, this person must have put in 10 solid hours into the game and, you know, rolled credits on the story and tried out all the multiplayer features. Like I would never expect that from a user score. No, that, it's just that they were a thorough reviewer. It's a quick one star, one star, one star. And I, I, I don't think that's fair. I, I just think it's weird that we even give any credence to a user review. I agree. I, I, if if review bombing is going to become like a thing that people are complaining about, like as vocally as they have for the past, you know, I feel like the past six months, I've heard a lot about review bombing between this and this and uh, last. I guess only the past couple months then. There's a lot in terms but, of usually it's restricted to mostly computer games like Steam scores and stuff like that. But it has now kind of started to trickle down. I, I don't know. I just think it's weird. I I think they should just not call it a user review, call it a user experience that anyone could put. And if you do want to review the game as just a user, maybe have a whole separate category for that, for just like an amateur review that's like fully written out. I don't know. That's why I like, sometimes I'll go onto like the Xbox store and I'll go onto that review page because you can, people have to type stuff. You don't go by the score rating. You kind of scroll down and see what people have written at least because then you get a good idea of are they trolling or is it an actual like review you might be the only person in the world that's ever looked at the xbox store reviews well there's certain games where i'm like this looked good and now it's on sale do i want it and i'll go and i'll, I'll just look at the comments real quick not maybe this the stars itself but why did it give it a one star because some people are like one star gotta gotta it was have great your haters to love to to be big or something like that i mean i've seen that on like podcast reviews <laughs> Can't be famous till you have a hater. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't give much credence to it either. So, yeah, it's just it's just weird that it's become this thing that people are constant like that developers or media is complaining about. I don't understand why we're giving it any credence to begin with. You know, mm. I don't know. The I don't internet know. is for trolls. 
Exactly. The internet's for trolls. So like, <laughs> let them troll. Let them live their lives. Like, and this is coming from someone who has never put a rating or review score on anything online. I mean, my Uber drivers get five stars. Other than that, I'm, I've never used the rating feature on an app or anything. I couldn't name you any. I've done some in like the app store on my iPhone because it's just like, stop asking me. Here's your star review. Uh, but in terms of like games, there might be one or two and I can't even name them or I've really liked them. real. And I've just been like, oh, yeah, I like that four stars real quick on the store page or something or thumbs up on Netflix once or twice. But I don't usually do it. Usually it's like a spur of the moment. Kind of like, all right, my cursor's over it. <laughs> All right. But back to Fall Guys in general, I guess. One thing I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite event in Fall Guys thus far? Well, I was telling you right before we started, there, there's only one good event in Fall <laughs> Guys, and that is Hexagon. Hexagon is the best time in the world. <laughs> so yeah, and in Hexagon, you uh, or Hexagon, Basically, everyone starts on a big honeycomb uh, hexagon <laughs> made up of smaller hexagons. And every time they step on an individual hexagon, it disappears. And your goal is just kind of create a path through the hexagons uh, without falling down to the next the, level the, of hexagons. A lower <laughs> level. And there's like six layers of hexagons, right? I assume it's six. It's, it's I've, a, it's I've actually amount. never counted but it's called hexagon so like i hope you gave me six, six levels it seemed to be a lot because i kept falling i'm like when does it <laughs> and the goal is just to be the last one standing you know mm-hmm. i was talking before about how i can't ever really get mad at the game because every all the games are kind of silly uh that one is like that that one's serious business we're we're on hexagon to win you know <laughs> there's no crappy teammate getting in your way um it's just i need to outplay these mofos i've very rarely seen like once or twice i'll see somebody else fall but really it's you against yourself oh no people get in my way all the time oh, really yeah they. I've, I've only played it twice i have rarely seen people the first drop yes but after that no i mean that's the big thing is you'll have like your path and you'll be trying to like carve it out and then some psychopath just sprints by you and destroys everything. And then you have to make these big jumps and dives to, to stay, stay up. There. It's, it's really fun. What about you? Uh, I would agree that in terms of skill hexagon, but it, like you just said, it also made me the most mad when I lost. Cause I was about to win because if you lose at hexagon, it's your fault. Exactly. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> uh, but I really like some of the silly ones the ones that seem like old Nickelodeon shows. And I think slime climb is maybe my favorite. Which one's slime climb? Slime climb is the one where the slime's rising and you have to go through this ramp and go up. And there's a lot of the push walls that keep coming out. Oh, they add the knockoff. uh, Is there a rising slime in that level? There is. You have to be really, really slow to hit the rising slime. I've fallen off the map and on that one, when you fall off, you get eliminated. Yes. Cause there's slime on the bottom slowly rising. That's why. Okay. I was confused about that because I'm like, in none of these, in none of the other events, do I get eliminated when I fall off the map? Right. I when it's, it's at least in the race one. ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I've read on the internet that it's one of the hardest, but I usually do pretty okay. But uh, no, I agree. It's, I think it's it's pretty fun. I agree. It's one of the hardest. Um, towards the top, there are the uh, 
the rollers, you know, like the the cylinders. Yeah. Like we have to cross three of them. That's Those, always the hardest part for me on Slime Especially Pack, yeah. when there's like a like a pack of people there. It's it's rough. Very rough. And there's, then you, there's you a fall couple of shortcuts you, you can take, which I really like. And I really like the fact that you look at the top score where it says how many people you need to qualify. And instead of staying that number, it gets lower and lower because it's just like people as long as you survive, you're in. But yeah, I, I think that might be my favorite. Cool. Do you have a least favorite? Soccer. Yeah, you're crazy. Soccer is not great, but it's the best of the team sports. By the way, we, did we mention there's a few team rounds mixed in? We mentioned to the free it briefly, all. but I think there's too many of them. I think I think they come up way too often. See, I don't get them as often as I was getting them when I was with you, or maybe that's because we were partnered. Uh, but I doubt it. Maybe when I when I was playing I by know. myself, it seemed like I was getting three team matches per show out of like five or six matches. I get a lot of the tail game, which never really bother. Don't they don't bother me as much, but soccer. And I don't even hate the egg one as much as you do, but the egg is the dumbest one, Mike. The is, <laughs> it's the dumbest. I don't one. like it's not like my favorite, but I hate soccer. I really. It's too awkward. It, your fall guys were not made to play soccer. But yeah, I, the the team games, I get why they're in there. It's because they are. They're there to make the game more competitive for everyone. Um, If it was 100 percent, you know. 60 people, 1v1v1, one one one, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Every match, like the bad people, like the not good players wouldn't make it past round two anytime, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they won't make it past round three tops. With the team games, a lot of the better players are gonna are gonna end up getting eliminated just because by again, by chance, they ended up on one of the losing teams. losing teams, you know? Right. Uh it also allows you to eliminate large swashes of uh people yeah like indiscriminate of their individual skill you know um so i get why they're in there but i feel like there's too many like i i think it'd be cool if maybe maybe like the round before the finals was a team game and that was it like i I don't like getting into team games every other match it's too much too much i don't know i was done with ball guys like three minutes ago so i just want to ask what your favorite match was yeah so that's it well i think ball guys is a great time i just hope that i'll be interested in keeping up with and trying to collect all the weird costumes from the battle pass and checking out what new mini games they got. Yeah. I'll probably play it a few more times. Um, it does seem like something I'm going to kind of lose interest in, especially if I don't have a friend available to, to play with. Yeah. As long as they put out matches though, that's the thing. It'll depend on how much they can update the game. Yeah. I mean, so far they've released one new, uh, map or event as we decided to call them, not matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just one from the beta. I haven't actually played that one myself. I did play in both of the betas that were out, but I, I didn't play that one event that they released. I think there's still maybe one or two events that I have not had a chance to try yet, but I've played through most of them, not including this new one. But it does seem like a game where there's going to need to be a new event every week. If like if you, if they don't put out a new event every week, at least for the next like six weeks, I would say, like people are going to fall off pretty quick. Yeah. And their seasons are also way too long. How long is the season? Uh, I think it was 59 days, it said, before yeah. like a couple days ago when I was checking. So it's at least 60 days. That sounds right. The only point of the season is for that, the battle pass that yeah. they have, right? Well, yeah, exactly. But it's not like you, you keep playing the same thing over and over. But unless they're planning on making like fundamental changes to the games in between seasons, I think seasons are irrelevant. So. Mm. 
But that's just me anyway. Go to Fall Guys on I'll, Steam. I want a frog costume. <laughs> Steam and PlayStation Plus get it this month of August 2020, and you get it for free. Yes, sir. All right. So next up, speaking of PlayStation, <laughs> we've got PlayStation released their new state of play this week, but it wasn't anything really advertising PlayStation 5. It was, hey, this is what we got coming out. Most of it was PS4 stuff. So we don't need to go over everything. Obviously, we did get a good look at Crash Bandicoot 4, which looks awesome. It's not what you were saying before we turn these I mics on. I just think on. that $60 is too much for a Crash game that, for the most part, is the same mechanics as the reboot that already came out. Uh, when you say that, Mike, it makes me wonder if we were watching the same <laughs> show. <laughs> because, or if you've ever played Crash Bandicoot before. <laughs> I was playing it just the other day. That's There's so much more. There's so much more. All between the different masks, between like the change in different platforms being able to play as uh, Neo Cortex and uh, what's the alligator's name? Uh, eh, it doesn't matter. I don't remember. Billy Bob. We're going to call him Billy <laughs> Bob. That's all brand new and, and very different. And then like the remixes on the level. The remixes were the, uh, my favorite part of what they showed. Just based on what I saw, it seems like the length of the levels is way longer than a Crash Bandicoot game that we've played before. It seems like they're like, well, I hope not. Crash Bandicoot levels are hard enough as they are. I don't need a longer one with I, the same difficulty. It it seems to me like it's going to be that classic, the classic Crash mechanics, but like really amped up to a new level. I did like, like that the, I, that it shows the classic mechanics because even playing, you know, sometimes when I'm like editing or something because I can quickly pause and it's got no story really, I can jump into a level and play it. And those elements, the platforming elements, still hold up today. So. See. Again, we're just on different pages because I don't think Crash holds up. I'm I'm really excited to play this new one. I think like of all the classic platformers from my childhood that I like really loved. And, you know, there's like four or five of them that are like in my heart, you know, <laughs> as like some of my favorite games of all time. Crash is definitely one of them. It, it's far and away the worst of those games. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think we are on different pages. Like I would rather play Croc Legend of the Gobos than I would Crash Bandicoot. Oh man, I forgot all about Croc. <laughs> would you rather play Jersey Devil? I never played Jersey Devil. That's not one of my my go-tos. It I liked the atmosphere of Jersey Devil and the character itself, but the game wasn't very good. Hmm. But I wouldn't mind a reboot. I always think about that. I'd make a good <laughs> PlayStation mascot reboot. Stay on, stay focused, stay focused. <laughs> but the warp trials, I think, were the, best, <laughs> were the best part of it with the inverted look. I thought the style is really cool. I, I always love like the collectibles in Crash, like going back and finding all the secret paths to get all the gems and stuff. And it mm -hmm. seems like they're like going real hard on that stuff. It seems like there's a crazy amount of gems um, mm -hmm. per level, even. Like, I think I saw one for like getting enough Wampa fruit for breaking the boxes, obviously. I'm sure there's time trial relics. Like, a lot going on there. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> no, I think it definitely looked. I mean, I was like, oh, a new crash game. This that's cool when we saw it the first time. But now this time after the state of play, I was like, I, I really want this game. Yeah, I, I saw some previews of it like two weeks ago. Like people just I guess some like industry people got, you know, a lot of hands on and were able to post videos of it. Gotcha. And I've been excited I've been more excited since then, but after seeing everything we saw at the state of play for it. I'm at a, 
I'm at a peak right now. Like, <laughs> I don't think I can get any higher on crash. It's only going to get, it's only going to go down. Go down. So sooner gets here, the better. Uh, let's see what else is really, there were a couple other things. They showed Pathless, which I just am mentioning because we saw it at PAX. So I thought it was cool that we saw something from PAX coming back. Did we? Pathless was, remember we, I was playing that musical game where I was the guy on the guitar? Yes. Behind that was like a whole jungle setup where there were a lot of people playing Pathless. Oh, okay. We never actually got hands on, but we were watching other people play it a little bit. Gotcha. It, se- I, it seems cool. The, the state of play thing went on for way too long. I felt like that with a lot of the different games they were showing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. I mean, almost everyone went on too long. Um, but with Pathless, like for the first 30 seconds, I was like, okay, yeah, this seems cool. I, I'll definitely play this. And then it seemed like three or four minutes later, I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> can we, can we move on? Yeah. I, I just can't, I don't know how I feel about it. i like the graphic style, but it looks like a lot of it's very samey. I don't know how long the game is, but I don't know if it can hold my interest for very long. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it just looks interesting though, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. You got a bow and arrow and I'm always down for a bow and arrow. But it's, it seems like bow mechanics that we've never seen before. Yeah, it's more, they explained it as more your reaction time than your actual skill with aiming and stuff like that, which is interesting. Yeah, like there is no hard scope, right? There is no aim down sights with no, your bow. So it's almost like a rhythm game more than anything. The dark, the uh, Arkham Asylum of bow games. The Arkham <laughs> Asylum of Bow Games. Because combat and Ark- the Arkham games are more rhythm-based than they are combo-based, <sighs> I guess. I'm going to agree with you because I'd be... I'd be <laughs> it's beat. the only kind of comparison I can think of, and I think that's a... It's not a stretch, but it's... Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'll just do it. I'm being real pedantic here. <laughs> it's, Arkham is definitely more about, like, the flow of the combat, and I, I that is the rhythm. I'm just being a pain <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> just never used rhythm to describe it well i'm only using that because i know that originally it was going to be like a musical batman game and then they that they took that rhythm element to make that combat gotcha yeah i guess when i think rhythm i think of like a repeating pattern more than a flow which can go anywhere that's just my batman's like jazz man bat arkham is jazz you're right (laughs) (laughs) uh I will say I don't want to go down, like I said, go down all the games, but then my next one on the list is Splunky 2, which I never put a lot of work into Splunky, but Splunky 2 looks like it's a fun time. Yeah, it looks good. I've never played it either. Uh, then they showed a couple more games, and then they showed Bug Snacks, Dave. What do you think about what you saw for Bug Snacks? Talking about Bug Snacks. <laughs> um, I mean, what we got out of Bug Snacks during the PlayStation conference a couple weeks ago. It was clear then that I would never be more excited about bug snacks than I was at that moment where I knew nothing about bug snacks. <laughs> and I wish we can go back to a time before I knew anything about bug snacks. <laughs> it, it looks fun. It looks interesting. But it takes away all those endless possibilities of what bug snacks could have been in my head. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me a little bit of like a Viva Pinata, but it's bug animals now. If I was younger, I think I'd be more into it, but it just looks like an unpolished kind of kitty game. Like, don't get me wrong. We're going to keep talking about bug snacks. I'm going to play bug snacks. The city is called Snacksburg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it didn't do anything for me. Like, I was just emotionless watching it. I was just staring at that walrus and I'm like, okay, you seem charming. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have anything to say about it. All right. So the next thing we saw did get me a little excited. Uh, Star Wars Vader Immortal is coming to PSVR. 
And the, this was a game that originally was only on PC for Oculus. And unfortunately, I have the Vive. And it looks like I'll never get it on Vive. Can we talk about something more interesting? You didn't like, <laughs> you didn't like Vader? It looks cool. I want to play it. I just think that Star Wars Vader, in terms of like, when I was watching it, I was like, Hitman 3 was like, we're going to be PSVR. And I was like, eh. Then Vader came out and I was like, ah, maybe I'll get a PSVR now. I think this is like the thing that's maybe going to bring me over to PSVR, which I was probably going to get eventually. But I think this was really the thing that made me go. All right. All right. Well, first, firstly, Michael, <laughs> Hitman VR is way more interesting than Vader Immortal coming to Oculus. Or to PSVR. Or, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said from Oculus, didn't I? No, you said for Oculus. You might have met from. Roll the tape back. <laughs> I'm serious. Roll the goddamn tape back. <laughs> it's way more interesting than Vader Immortal coming to Oculus. Than Vader Immortal coming to Oculus. Vader Immortal coming to Oculus. Coming to Oculus. Coming to Oculus. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm always right about those things, Mike. I'm always right about them. Sorry. All right, my bad. Um, <laughs> I was just so passionate about how unpassionate I was about this news. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> You're right. I messed up. Coming from Oculus to PSVR. <laughs> I did mean to say from. With Hitman, though, that's a major game. And is the whole game going to be available in VR? It seems like. That's pretty wild. I just wanted the whole Hitman experience in VR. I don't know. That seems like a a big step forward for, I don't have a lot of experience in the VR space. No, that is big for VR if it plays well, for sure. Right now, like I think we've said, the only big VR game is the Half-Life game, Alex. Mm -hmm. Other than that, there's not a lot of. Like Resident Evil 7 was VR, right? That was VR as well, yes. And I'm sure that's like an experience that's kind of unique to VR. That's scary experience. <laughs> yeah, not for me. That's not for me either. <laughs> I think Hitman coming to VR is very interesting. That's all I got to say about it. I don't have anything. I think that's really cool. I, I hope more games come to PSVR. But what I want to know, what's more interesting to me, is does the PS5 have VR support? I believe they've said yes. Have they? I believe they've said yes. Your have PlayStation they? VR, they've definitely said will work on there whether or not they're going to upgrade the PSVR and stuff. I know part of it, part of the juice from your PSVR runs from how well your PlayStation runs. Like a PlayStation Pro PSVR setup looks better than a PlayStation PSVR setup. Will PSVR work on PS5? I'm very interested to see how the rest of it will work. Okay, best answer is yes, Sony has confirmed the PS5 will be backwards compatible with PlayStation VR headset. Cool. Yeah, uh, just like two months ago, not even two months. Oh my God, time is so weird. <laughs> um, I guess it was about two months ago before Iron Man came out. I was like, maybe I should get a PSVR. But I was thinking, I don't even know if it's going to work on PlayStation 5. So I didn't. And that's where I'm at. And I guess even this isn't that interesting. I'll hey. tell you this, Dave. <laughs> I was also thinking about getting that bundle with Iron Man because it costs the same as getting a PSVR by itself. Why didn't you? Maybe I'm about to. <laughs> what is going on over there? No, I can't. I was going to buy it now. <laughs> My financial situation isn't stable enough <laughs> for that. 
Or is it? I mean, your financial situation wasn't stable a month and a half ago. That's true. So, no, I just thought it was really cool because I know the story for Vader Immortal is like done by a lot of big time Hollywood producers and stuff. So the fact of getting a nice story driven game excited me. And Hitman 3 would have excited me if I saw more than him walking across the lobby and starting to maybe kill someone. I've also played other like converted games and you really have to make it for VR. So that's. That's all. That's all. I just wanted to mention I was excited for it. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm excited for it, too. The game that we know works in VR is coming to another VR. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, And then something that I'll briefly mention is there's an Alan Wake crossover coming with Control, which kind of excites me because I like Control and I really like Alan Wake. And they've teased that they're in the same universe in the game. And now we're getting confirmation. We're going to get a downloadable expansion pack or DLC with Alan Wake followed by an actual game that's a crossover game that they haven't really talked much about yet. Did you see the Remedy bullshit today? Today, no. <sighs> what happened today? So they're releasing like an ultimate edition of Control. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, that did piss me off. And so the basically Control is not going to be upgradable to, to next-gen systems unless you purchase this ultimate edition. Such horse shit, man. I it bums me out because I always think of Remedy, and I don't know why I have this opinion of Remedy, but I always think of them as one of those like those customer first um studios. Like right. I don't know why they have so much goodwill in my heart. I don't even like many of their games. I mean I like the ones I've played other than Alan Wake, but um so I guess I like all their games. I think it's because they Wake. stick to their guns, so maybe that's why. But maybe. I yeah, I don't I don't know why it is I've got a lot of goodwill for them. And then this kind of just like depleted all that. I'm like, Oh wait, do they suck? <laughs> that is, that is kind of a douche move. Although I would also wonder if with this backlash or maybe even originally you can get an ultimate edition upgrade to your own game and be like, Hey, here you go. I got this. But then again, if you got the season pass, why would you even get the ultimate edition upgrade? So, and, yeah. And it, it just reminded me of why I'm mad at Microsoft at the same time. <laughs> Because they, I honestly, I've complained about this on the show before. You've told me I was stupid for complaining about it, but I'll just complain about it again. The fuck is smart delivery? What is it? It's nothing. It's <laughs> it's not a thing. So why are they advertising it as a feature? Because all it's doing is like disappointing me when things aren't smart delivery. I think they should have said right away that it's like smart delivery for all Microsoft games. We'll have a deal open for any third party publishing, but we can't enforce it. And if they just came out like that, that would have been a lot easier because then and they also announced like, hey, yeah. Cyberpunk will definitely be there. So it's like, oh, so it's everybody. That's and then games started going with like starting with EA. Nah, well, that that's the big issue with it is if if they tried to advertise smart delivery and they make it seem like it's like, like it's this feature of the series Xbox when mm-hmm. it's not, it's just an offering from Microsoft, which PlayStation you know, has already said that some of their stuff will come carry over, but it, they have never said it's a feature. And exactly. They've never said that. Oh, you can play your PS five games or your PS four games on PS five with our, you know, I'm too dumb and tired right now to think of a name <laughs> for their feature, but their smart delivery equivalent. It's I think just, they just call it a PS five upgrade. They haven't really put a name to it, which is smart. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, we'll let you, Whatever, any old games that we can upgrade for you, we'll upgrade for you. Yeah. Um, 
I know I think smart delivery, like the branding on that has been terrible from the beginning and it just gets, it just become, it becomes more obvious how worthless it is. (laughs) Um, every time a studio comes out and says, no, we're not doing it. Right. Um, cause even if Xbox came out and said, no, smart delivery is mandatory. If you have a, an Xbox one game and you want to release it on the series X, you have to offer smart delivery. Then you would just run into things like this with control where they're like, Oh no, no, this one's not available on the Xbox one. This is the ultimate edition. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just completely completely unenforceable for them to do. So I don't get why they tried to like bill it as a feature of the Series X in like the technologies within the Series X when really it's just a digital fucking download of the game. Like, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just dumb. <laughs> All right. Then we got a couple other things. Auto chess, pedestrian, hood, which looks like Hunt Showdown, but an assassin's version. Temtem, which is a Pokemon clone that was originally going to be just PC. It was on PC. Uh, I couldn't get into it. I never tried to play it because all the monsters looked very similar, but apparently yeah. it's very popular. It is. But I like the idea of it being more connected to more of an MMO. So that might interest me to play it. And then we got Godfall, which ran for way too long. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I start. I actually didn't care for Godfall at all before. Then during this, I started to really like it. And then... I started to really hate it as they kept talking about it. I I was going to say same, but I mean, I was excited for Godfall right. going in after at the PS five conference. I'm pretty sure it was like, it was up one, there on one of the top yeah. three on my list. I think I, I'd have to relist them all in my head. Right now, <laughs> I believe and I'm not right, going yeah. to. <laughs> um, so I was already excited for it. They showed a little bit of the combat. I'm like, yep, this is definitely what I thought it was. I'm excited for it. And then they just kept showing it. Just, I love you. Go like leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this much of you. <laughs> then, then at the end of that, they're like, oh, and stay tuned for more updates. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Just release the game. <laughs> they kept talking about every system and every combat move and role. And I was like, I didn't want a tutorial for the game. I I don't want an opening tutorial. What's funny is after it was over, though, people were complaining that we don't know anything about the story of Godfall. And I was like, well, don't worry. We're going to get a freaking 15 minute video on that <laughs> next. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Godfall, I could care less what the story is. And I'm a guy who really loves a good story, but it just looks like a Paragon game that could be a fun looter slasher with your friends um it looks really good it looks really pretty that's all i care about it looks pretty and looks fun to play that's all i need from that but then i got the extra 10 minutes and i was out yep 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 so that was the sony state of play just real quick yes this is the thing i thought was the most interesting about the state of play okay what was up with that ending which was the ending Maybe I don't well, remember. Before Godfall, they were like, hey, um, we're just going to show you some Godfall real quick, and then we're going to wrap things up. And then at the end of the Godfall presentation, it's just like the end screen oh, yeah, ended, of Godfall, yeah. and then it just blacks out. <laughs> and I was like, and one more thing? Like, what's, <laughs> what is, it was a really really odd production mistake like well when it just ended i assumed maybe they were carrying on the discussion on playstation's website or something i, I don't know i don't know it was so weird i, I, was, do, I do vaguely remember that i was just watching it and i'm like 
What comes next? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Bacon Palace is the place. On <laughs> so we just talked about some PlayStation stuff. Now I guess we'll talk about some Xbox stuff that has come out recently. After so after complaining about the upgrade system, woo woo. <laughs> um, I guess let's go chronologically. <laughs> First, we had the. Uh, Announcement that Halo Infinite multiplayer it's going to be free to play. Pretty dope. That's fantastic for people, especially people on PC to be able to just you. If you go on Steam and look at like some of the most played games, there are all these free to play games I've never freaking heard of before, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So just having Halo in that library it's going to be huge for the player base. It's going to be great for the player base. Right. For Halo. And it's going to be a lot of new players coming in constantly. So it's never going to, it, I mean, it might at some point start to feel like you're not good enough to play. <laughs> That's what happens with like call of duty. You know, you, you start playing call of duty. Oh my God. And for like call the first duty, yeah. month, it's like the best, but then five weeks in, you have to come to play. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for for Halo to have, you know, and that much accessibility. Audience, yep. Yeah. But what doesn't make sense to me is, I this whole time I've thought like I get what Microsoft is doing. You know, I'm here preaching for them. Like this Game Pass thing, it's such a smart idea. But then to take your your marquee property and move it outside of the Game Pass ecosystem. That seems weird, doesn't it? I don't think it's moving outside of Game Pass. It's well, it's available to play outside of Game Pass. It's exactly what, but it's only doing. multiplayer. That you still can't play the co-op single player oh, mode or single player uh, game. Listen, there are people who care about Halo story. I'm not saying there aren't. No, I know, but multiplayer is a much bigger part of it. I got gotcha. you. When people think fondly on Halo, they're thinking fondly on the multiplayer. And there is, you know, maybe 10 percent of the game's audience, if that, are the people that are like, dude, Halo story, like. It's cool, but that's not what people love Halo for. Right. At least I don't think. I When you think Halo, you think Halo 2 multiplayer. You think Capture the Flag. Right. You think Slayer. Well, I don't care about. Spectacular. I don't care about Halo's story, but I do like killing grunts a lot. No, for. I, <laughs> Halo. And the vehicles and stuff like that. The Halo yeah, stories are fun and stuff. And like they're these really big, expansive experiences like that really changed gaming, even the single player aspects of it. Right. Not taking anything away from it. But that's just not what people want from Halo Infinite. Well, I just think that maybe by releasing it for free, you can get people over to Xbox. Oh, maybe I'll do Ultimate. Or, oh, if I get Game Pass Ultimate, I'll get these skins. They're going to have... Those are dope. There must be... They're going to have to, like, ingrain perks into your Ultimate subscription to entice, like, obviously the the Halo Infinite Battle Pass has to come in. If they're going to put multiplayer outside of Game Pass, like, their Battle Pass has to be free to to game pass subscribers right like it has to i be. would assume so the reason i upgraded from regular game pass to ultimate wasn't so i can get some pc games for free because right now there aren't a lot mm-hmm. it was more for the fact that oh and now i'll get all dlc for these microsoft games for free yeah how much of, how much of that have you used right now there were there were a lot <laughs> the gears some of the gear stuff a couple of Horizon pack, Horizon packs, but not all the Horizon packs, which kind of sucked. What gears stuff? 
I think there were a couple of Gear, Gears Ultimate DLC packs, like skins and stuff I could download for free. Mm, I think you were able to get the Terminator skin for free, and I think that was it. But that wasn't for Ultimate. Yeah, that was Ultimate. literally just for having Game Pass. And there was something else on Ultimate that had come out that was like, hey, you can get this uh, maybe right away. But, uh, I mean, you know, at first I was poo-pooing that this was their whole plan. You know that. I was all like, so you don't have, so you just let, okay with Series X getting killed. Which, at this point, that's a fact. Series X is going to there i read a report it's going to be like a five to one ratio of playstation 5 versus xbox series x owners but if you get everybody on ultimate who cares they're making bank you're on a subscription program baby it doesn't matter you play all the games on pc or that they're just expecting i think microsoft knows consoles are going to die and a lot of people are predicting that this generation or the next will be the last console generation so whether that's true or not i don't know but maybe microsoft's banking on that people were saying that the 360 generation was going to be the last generation and then people were saying that this generation well actually this generation people kind of accepted oh no consoles still sell well (laughs) since the since the iphone came out basically in 2006 (laughs) people have been saying consoles are going to die because it's all about mobile games now you know and consoles aren't going anywhere i don't know really microsoft is working towards they're actively working towards the end of consoles, which no, is interesting. Yeah. And I, I think I like it, but like, as far as people wanting a dedicated console, I don't think that's changed. I mean, I think we have evidence that that's not changing. Right. Everybody's excited for the PS five, but I think eventually once cloud gaming really takes off, which again, we've talked about, is it now, but it's coming. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. This is just a random side thing. It's interesting <laughs> to think when Microsoft completely botched the Xbox One launch, which I was I was excited for. I stand by. I think the Xbox One like media briefing that everyone poo pooed. No, I was okay with connecting it all. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was like, I know they're not really talking about games, and I know we're talking about 2014, but <laughs> <laughs> I know they weren't talking about games. But I was like, I know they're going to bring the games. It's cool to see all this other stuff. Um, but after that, do you remember, uh, Sony did the, this is how you share games on PlayStation video. Yes. And it was, this is how you share games on PlayStation. It's just them handing the disc to each other, like to shit on Xbox. Even now that feels so fucking dated (laughs) (laughs) and like five years from now, people are going to see that. They're going to go, what the hell is that? (laughs) Um, so just a random tangent that I. That popped into my head there. No, for sure. I uh, think Xbox has their eye on the future, which I don't think is going to sell them a lot of Series X's right now, but I'm starting to realize I'm coming to your side now where who the fuck cares? Hashtag future of gaming. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that also leads us into the next fact about Halo. And then this is this is kind of a bummer for people. Uh, Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021 so it won't be coming out this holiday season uh that's pretty big that's a major deal (laughs) and i'm a little upset at microsoft for this one not for the delay if the game's not ready don't put it out yeah i mean but you fact of that i mean it's two weeks ago you show us this video you get me super pumped you get a lot of backlash from the internet who are not as pumped as I was. Yeah. And then you delay the game. And if you're, again, if, if you saw the reaction and you're like, Oh wait, people aren't as into this as I want them to be. Let's delay it. Let's fix this. Let's polish it up. I'd be like, 
I would be so into that if Microsoft was like, listen, Halo Infinite's not going to meet the the deadline we had for it. It's getting pushed to next year because we're not going to release a shitty game. We're not yeah. going to put a crappy game out for you guys. But if they had came out and said, we're delaying it because we don't want to put out a shitty game. You know, we've heard you. We've been saying from the beginning, we are consumer focused. If the consumer does not like what they see, we are going to make a better product for them. I would be like, holy shit, they are <laughs> they are committed to this. But instead, they blamed it on COVID. And it's it's just such a shallow fake response, you know, like. That's not, I'm not saying that it doesn't have anything to do with COVID because obviously COVID has impacted them. Mm -hmm. But two weeks ago, you showed me the game and you told me it was coming out. You just suddenly realized, yeah. oh, wait, it's not coming out. Yeah, like, I don't think people will care that we haven't really done this. In this <laughs> yet. Oh, shit, they noticed. It's like they've been, they've been trying to be so consumer focused, but there's like this weird lack of transparency with stuff like that that just irks me. It's like, pick your message, you know, like. Well, that's Microsoft's whole thing. They don't know how to stick to a message at yeah, all. Their, their branding has just been terrible. This is a little bit different than, yeah. than the stuff that I complain about with their branding. But In terms of Xbox Series X, though, I mean, this was the console seller, if ever there was one. Which I think PlayStation 5 doesn't have a console seller right now, but they've got such a lineup that combined, you want a PS5. I don't think that Miles Morales should be a console seller, but because it is the biggest thing coming out, it That's seems like there's a lot forward. of hype around it. Like people are talking about it like it is like this big groundbreaking thing when really it's just a prettier Spider-Man, which right. I'm excited for. Um, no, for sure. But, but I'm excited with that combined with all the other stuff. Whereas mm -hmm. Xbox Series X, I mean, I really want to play medium. I think medium looks fantastic, but I'm not going to buy a Series X just for medium. I mean, I might buy both systems anyway, but now it's for sure. Like if I don't have the money come November 6th, which is rumored for it to come out, I'm going to go PS5 and wait for Halo, maybe. Well, I think I already had told you this. I had already decided that I was oh, not. Did you? Yeah, I wasn't okay. going to be getting a Series X at launch. Okay. Um, Because it just doesn't make sense for me as I already have the One X. You, you know? mentioned that you were on the fence, but I didn't know if you decided. So I had decided I wasn't going to buy it. And the only thing that's still left in the air is. And this is where price comes in. If they announce the prices on the systems and. PS5 is if Xbox Series X is $100 less than the PS5 I'm not buying a PS5 yet either because I think there'll be a price cut within the next year so I don't even know if I'm getting a next gen system we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't think there's going to be a $100 price difference between the two systems but that would actually almost be like a well if you got like the a, all digital a PS5 cock block that would be like a $200 price difference we haven't gotten a price yet. What are you talking about? Well, I just, I think a lot of people have assumed that the discless version of PlayStation would be about a hundred dollars cheaper. I've mostly been hearing, mostly been reading like $50 is the expected, uh, but we'll, I don't really don't know. I, I wouldn't I mean, buy the discless for $50. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't buy it for that, but we'll see. We'll see what is offered, but there's a chance I don't upgrade either this holiday. We'll see. Interesting. We'll see. We will see. Um, I was also reading a couple like industry people were saying just like hypothetically, should Microsoft delay the Series X if it doesn't have Halo to launch alongside it? Yeah. You think they should? I uh, think PlayStation's the, already going to outsell That's why it. I was posing this because I thought you might actually agree with that. I, I think so because all the industry insiders that I read are believing it's going to be at least a two to one ratio difference 
and those are like very optimistic and more realistic. It's a five to one outsell for the PlayStation Five. Why not delay your Xbox for when people? Where, can where are they getting five to one though? That seems I don't know. That seems wrong to me. I think they're just increasing how it's outperforming right now and just adding to that. But regardless, <sighs> PlayStation Five is going to beat Series X, and Microsoft yeah, might for- not care. But what you're if you take it away from the holidays, line it up with Halo. You give people like you and I who are going to buy both systems eventually time to recoup our money and buy it again later instead of now I have to choose. And then maybe I'll be like, eh, I got my PS5 and then not care a little bit later on down the line. Make it a big event in March. Yeah, I don't know. This this really puts to the test the theory that Microsoft doesn't care if you buy a Series X or not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's been like the the mentality that I felt like they've had. And let's see. <laughs> because that is that is their box seller. I'm curious if they'll do anything to to try and compensate for it. Um listen, you can upgrade your watchdogs legion by the smart delivery system. Well just to keep talking about Game Pass a little bit, I was thinking what if to push the Series X, this would co- this would cost Microsoft a lot of money, I'm sure. But what if, you know, the the Call of Duty game hasn't been announced yet? What if Call of Duty is day and date Game Pass when it comes out in November, like I assume it will, or October when it comes out? Shell out some bucks. That that would be. I know Call of Duty is not quite what it used to be, mm-hmm. as far as like the the team deathmatch aspects go. But that would still be like a huge thing. It's like, oh, by the way, if you buy this one, you get Call of Duty for free. Like. That'd be massive for people. I'm I'm wondering if they're willing to like one of those big holiday releases, mm-hmm. just bite the bullet and and get that game pass, put that game pass money out there. I would almost wonder how much that would cost Microsoft. I don't know. I was thinking I don't know how much any of that costs. Between but, but I was thinking the two like the two big ones to think about would be Call of Duty or Cyberpunk has already been super branded with you. That's if true. If they dove down. That would be big if Cyberpunk was like biggest game of the year. Free. The the reason I don't think Cyberpunk is because Cyberpunk's already been up for pre-order and stuff, and it just seems like it might even get messy for them. Be a big headache to yeah. have to like refunds and stuff. Call of Duty though, it's not it's not even announced yet. We know it's going to come, like right? right. It, it it always comes. Rumored that it's going to be announced <laughs> on Warzone this week or next week. Death taxes and Call of Duty, right? Like, <laughs> you know it's coming, <laughs> so they wouldn't have to worry about anything like that. I, I would like to see if they make like a a big commitment like that. You know, I, they're not going to. I would be shocked if they did. But when I was thinking, like, what does Microsoft do here? That was the first thing that popped in my head. What if you really drive home Game Pass as, like, the place to play games? Well, we still got the fandom at the end of this month with Rocksteady Games. Announced the Suicide Squad game is free on Xbox. That'd be big, too. Is that expected to be holiday? Who knows with Rocksteady? They've been working I, on this game for, like, 90 years at this point. I don't... I probably not. I, yeah, I doubt I'm not going to see this game for another two years anyway. <laughs> But I was just trying to think of like big holiday releases that they can try to do something with. And that was that's where I kept landing. Yeah. It'd be cool. Um, I think they should release the Series X regardless. I mean, just put it out there. Like you said, we'll see how much they really care. If they <laughs> don't care, they will. If they do care, they'll wait. Yep, yep, yep. I'm excited. I love Game Pass, though. I just really love it. Game Pass <laughs> is a great system. It's definitely... I think PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, at least for the moment. What do you, not to tangent too long, what do you <laughs> think Game Pass is going to look like? Yeah, we'll talk about it in another episode. We, we're already running long on the Game Pass here. 
But I am curious, like, what's Game Pass going to look like a year from now? Don't answer. We're going to talk about it some other time. <laughs> but a year from now, two years from now, there's just so much that it could be. I'm excited for it. No, it's their best thing they got going on. Come back in two weeks, audience. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing we have to talk about is the Avengers beta. We finally got our hands on it. <sighs> I have to buy it on PlayStation because I want Spider-Man. I feel, and I'm just playing into that. So let's talk about that first. That I feel like first. I have talked too much this episode and I, got a, and I got a lot to say about this one. I know. So Spider-Man was announced as a PlayStation exclusive character. He is not coming to Xbox or PC. He is staying PlayStation. He is America's number one superhero, apparently, according to recent polls. Yeah, well, that's not even questionable, right? I mean, I guess I Batman. think when we were a kid, Batman was probably always number one, but now it's Spider-Man, which makes sense. I think Spider-Man is always up there regardless. Coming hot off the heels on a, a fantastic PlayStation 4 game. But also, it's coming off a time when people are really sick of this exclusive crap, and we haven't really seen it all that much for a while, and now it's coming back, and it, it kind of stings to have to kind of like go, no, you get on PlayStation, you're not getting the full experience. Yeah, it's... It's just grimy. It's just <laughs> grimy. I know I didn't like it at all, but I know it really affected your want of the game. I mean, not maybe your opinion, but your want of it. You know, it just sucks because I haven't wanted this game. I We've known about it, what, for like two, three years at this point? Yeah, probably two years, yeah. At no point have I been excited for this game until a week ago with the last war table. And mm-hmm. I was finally like, you know, you heard me here on the show. It still looks like crap, but like, shit, I really want to play it now. (laughs) And then they make this announcement right before the beta releases. And it's just a, just a big old poop on my chest. And that's, it's great if you're into that, (laughs) but it's not not for me. (laughs) Um, Cause I know you said flat out, I don't think I want to play this game anymore. uh, like I was already on the fence about it. You know, the game doesn't look good, but something about it makes me want to play it. And that just kind of like, like I said, it's, it's, it's pooped on me. I don't want it anymore. Uh, I mean, I can rant forever about how exclusivity is just bad for gamers. It's just bad for, it's just bad for consumers period. And I don't want to get into whole anti-consumer nonsense, but I'm, and just so we're clear, I have no issue with Sony doing this. I think it's a genius move on Sony's part. No, it's great for Sony. Because it, it is great for Sony. It is great for their player base. Sure. But then Square Enix should have been. No. Yeah, exactly. Square. This it, it is a third party game. This is Square making a decision to, to take money over the consumer experience, you know. And it it's. Well, it's different than like the cyberpunk thing, like cyberpunk or even some of the Call of Duties. It's like you can have this for a week or two first or cyberpunk's like just basically branding with Xbox. It's not like it's, an yeah, exclusive it's, it's thing. all marketing. Yeah. Um, here's my here's how I feel about exclusivity in gaming. When it comes to launch exclusivity, just like, hey, it's on this platform first. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that at right. all. That's if if one platform wants to put out money to get the experience first. Cool that's i'm sorry if you're on the other platform and you don't get to play it right away if it's that big of a deal buy another platform otherwise you're gonna get the same exact experience six months down the road a year down the road or whatever i don't care about that if it's if it's exclusive skins in a game i don't care about that like 
that stinks that I can't have this one cosmetic thing that I might want, but it's not affecting my overall experience right. for the most part. Uh, then the next level of exclusivity would be things like maps and missions or weapons, something that destiny did, which mm-hmm. I was not a fan of. Well, that I, affects your gameplay. You're not getting the full. Yeah, game. exactly. There we are. Now we're starting to affect the actual gameplay experience. And with destiny, it was frustrating because destiny one launched with a limited amount of content. They did not have enough content at launch. And it just stunk knowing that there were two additional strikes, you know, 30% more content or however much it might have been mm-hmm. on the other platform. And that's dirty, especially when your game doesn't feel complete to start. Right. Exclusive characters, which we're getting now, this is the worst, especially in a game that's going to only have five characters, six characters at launch. I think six to start. Yep. You know, maybe within the next year, we'll have 10 characters total in the most popular one. The one that everybody is going to want to play as is console exclusive. That sucks. And gets his own story mode as well. And, and here's just a couple more reasons why it sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. Just to, to <laughs> no, I, for a bit. I totally expected this. Go for it. We're, you know, I'm complaining about post launch content, right? So mm-hmm. let's, they haven't said how often they're going to be releasing characters. We assume there's going to be a lot of them over the course of time. We only but, right now, we just know that there are four that they've already got ready to go. So what, what do you think? Is it going to be one every three months? You think those four are the first year? I was hoping for every three or four months. Okay. So let's say it's every three months. Mm-hmm. The game comes out. We get a new character in three months, three months after that, we get Spider-Man. And then three months after that, we get another character. Does that mean there's going to be a six month gap on Xbox where they're waiting for a new character? Because, Oh man, I didn't even think about because, that. Because Square is taking care of the Spider-Man stuff over there. Or is he going to, re- even if he releases alongside another character, it's still not cool. But is there going to be a, a gap on one side? I don't know. I know. I don't think Spider-Man counts as those four question marks they had, which now one of them's Hawkeye. I don't think Spider-Man's one of those guys. But yeah, I didn't think about them but taking the, a month off for either way, Xbox e- PC. Even now they're spending time developing this character. For sure. That they should be that is content exclusive or platform exclusive. And that's dirty. And then just to keep going on about why it's bullshit. You were talking before PlayStation five might outsell Xbox series X five to one. I don't believe that number. I think that's that's a high number. That's the number you're saying. Let's say that's the case. (laughs) So you're going to have one fifth of the player base on Xbox, why would you be actively driving players away from that player base by encouraging them to play on the more popular platform? Mm-hmm. You're just hurting the experience of the Xbox. It's not even like, oh, you don't get the character. You're literally making the experience worse for the Xbox platform. Mm-hmm. And it's just stupid. And I just hate everything about it. Like, I hate everything <laughs> about it. And then other people, I think you said the same thing. It's like, well, maybe Xbox will get an exclusive character. And just for the record. No, then another week, uh, the week after they said, this is our only exclusive for anyone. No, but even I just want to cover this too while I'm complaining. Right. Just to be completely on the record. It'd be shitty then. Exclusive characters on one platform and exclusive characters on another platform doesn't balance anything out. It's still stupid and Mm anti-consumer. It's you're giving me a less than complete experience. In some ways, you could say it's worse if you have an exclusive character on each platform, because then you're encouraging some crazy people to buy the game on both platforms. Like, (laughs) it's just 
it's just dirty. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> so that's the the main rub I have with the, all, all of it. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot of rubs. <laughs> I, I don't like it, Mike. <laughs> that sucks. Um, it sucks for sure. And then we're going to get Verizon exclusive skins. Did you see that? I did see that. Well, Which, it's cosmetic, so I don't care, but it's just were it's they just exclusive? Weird. Like you have to be a Verizon customers or just like you got to like buy those skins and it's like, hey, do you really like Verizon? I think it's Verizon customer, but buy this red check. <laughs> well, I am a Verizon customer, Dave, so I will be getting those skins nice. and probably never wearing them. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just dirty. And then what does that mean for crossplay in the future? Like they said, they're not focusing on crossplay at first, but if they mm-hmm. want the game to succeed two years from now, three years from now, it means the game's going to be, you have, Spider-Man's going to be on Xbox. You have unplayable. to have crossplay. Yeah. And then he's going to, I'm, is the Xbox player going to have to download Spider-Man and just sit there and stare at him? <laughs> it, I just, and I don't know if it is an ex, a timed exclusive with Spider-Man. They haven't said, they but they, but they never say with these time exclusive things. That's what I was. Re- I really liked about the Xbox conference. You, they kept saying console launch exclusive. Right. And it's like, oh, wait, they're actually letting me know this is a timed thing. It's coming somewhere else. You're not yeah. giving me the window. I would prefer if you told me six months, but I get that, you know, six month console launch exclusive doesn't have the ring to right. it. <laughs> oh, I can wait. <laughs> um. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just aggravated by it all. Just all of it. I'm sorry. Um, and then after that, they announced, oh, by the way, we're also going to be giving tons of free skins to the PlayStation players. Right. I love that. I actually think that's cool. <laughs> that's why when I told you to buy it more than anything, I was like, just buy it on PlayStation. <laughs> well, as soon as they announced Spider-Man, I was kind of on the fence. I do prefer Xbox again, mostly controller wise. And I have a series X and I just have a regular PlayStation. So I was uh, like, one X, but that's not X, your right. fault. That's Microsoft's no, terrible brand. <laughs> I do have a One X, so it was like it's gonna look better than the One X. But fuck, I want Spider Man. I mean, he's not my favorite superhero of all time, but he's up there, and it's I'm getting I get like you said, I'm getting the more complete experience on mm-hmm. PlayStation. Yeah, I, so click PlayStation. Yeah, I, I told you. I mean, I told you not to buy the game, but when you said. You were buying the game. I, said, I was going to get it. Anyway, I was like, well, yeah. then I guess you have to get it on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> it pissed me off, but I was still going to get it. Uh, so we played the beta. We did. It's I, I mean, we both have varying opinions on it. I think it's exactly the game I thought it was going to be, but a little bit better because the war tables, either of them didn't really excite me. Although the first war table when they were like, and you can do this and you could do this. It excited me on what it could be, but it just didn't seem like. I was going to have fun with it first. But when I actually played it, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a nice arcadey superhero destiny. But I know you had a different opinion on it. Well, here's the thing. We should have <laughs> opened with our beta impressions. No, I kind of because, wanted you to get more angry. <laughs> because now I feel like you can't trust my opinion on this game. <laughs> I'm not a reliable source at this point. Um, so. We were talking before we played the beta or while we were playing the beta, I guess. And you were saying that it was that you were coming in not wanting to like the game and you were glad that you did. You were expecting not to like it. Is I, was, that what it is? I wasn't hoping not to like it, but I was expecting 
not to like it. I'm pretty sure you said you didn't want to like it. I'm I'm not going to go check the text, but I'm pretty sure your I words did, I were. Did, I did word it as I didn't want to like it, but I didn't want to hate it. But I came mm-hmm. in going, wanting it to meet my expectations of. Yeah, OK. <laughs> so even even after all the crappy Spider-Man news. I still wanted to like, I really did. And you don't believe me, but I really want to like this game. You heard me after the war table. No, you say I that. Was, <laughs> I just, I just want to play as superheroes and have fun. I do. I do. <laughs> but ultimately this game is, if if you listen to my, my preview opinions about what it looked like it is what it looked like it's i agree with that it's a boring button masher um at least what we get in the beta i know there's more skill trees and stuff to be unlocked but there's there's no depth or complexity to the characters it's just tap y or or triangle (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, right (laughs) or tap square you know it it just doesn't feel great like it in some ways it feels like it wants to get a little Batman-y, but doesn't commit to it as far as like the free form combat. I think um, it depends on the characters. I, I mean, you didn't play as Captain America for too long, but I felt Captain America was very Batman-y. Captain America Black and Widow Thor, I thought felt like the most, they felt the most interesting while I was playing through the story part of it. Right. Um, but you only got them like very limited. Once we got into the actual game where we were, where we were able to play as, Four characters, Black Widow, Miss Marvel, Hulk, and Iron Man. Is Correct. that right? Yep. Um, I just thought they all felt the same. Like Black Widow felt good because she was quick and it kind of disguised the fact that all I was doing was slamming buttons just because a lot of stuff was happening while I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> With the Hulk, I know he was your favorite, but to me, he, he's so slow to attack that like, I know that all I'm doing is pressing square. And then pressing triangle and then holding R2 and pressing triangle. I was more holding triangle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just found him to be dry as heck. Uh, he was my absolute favorite. The character that I ended up coming around to during the beta, though, was Iron Man. And that was just because he had like uh, the range arsenal as well, like really mixed into his attacks. Um, and he had the most depth of the characters in the beta just because you can choose between his repulsor blasts rockets and like a plasma whip i don't know how deep into him you got it's not a whip it's like but a laser, i don't know what to call it but laser repulsor rockets or what they called called it but okay. yeah no i i thought each character played very differently but i agree yeah. iron man definitely had the most complexity yeah. in terms of his skill set i think they all played exactly think... the same except for iron man like just different they were different speeds but they were the same character oh see i disagree because i think hulk played a lot like i mean when you have a game that's one game they all are going to play slightly similarly you can't it's, there's nothing really you can do mm-hmm. there. And that was a big issue that they had coming in that I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about. Cause I'm like, if I play a Thor game, I want Thor to feel like Thor. And if I play a Captain America game, I want Captain America to feel like Captain America. That's, but if you put them all <laughs> in the same game and they have to be interchangeable, they're all going to have to feel the same. <laughs> See, I thought they all felt different enough that I was actually quite impressed. Uh, Thor actually, I really wanted to play more as Thor because of all the Avengers, Thor is by far probably my least favorite. I mean, Miss Marvel, I don't know much about her, and she's stretchy, which is funny to me, so I like that. <laughs> but Thor was, has historically always been my least favorite. But in this game, Thor was fucking awesome with the hammer and stuff. It was a lot of fun. And I, I, I wish I could have played a little bit more as him. But as I was playing, I was like, this is kind of, everybody's a little different in this game, which I really enjoyed, but all being the same. And Hulk felt like you were playing 
uh, what was it? Hulk Ultimate Smash or something? The the open world Hulk game that came out. Was it called Ultimate Destruction? Ultimate Destruction, okay, right. I, I never actually played it, but you had it on like GameCube, I think. I right? did have it on GameCube. It was a good time. And it was all just power attacks and barreling through. And the fact that Hulk was essentially invincible as long as you were able to manage your rage, I thought added an aspect to it that I really enjoyed about his character. But again, I also liked that as we're talking about it, it's like we both have character lists where it's like, I like this guy because of this and this. And if we played together, which unfortunately we didn't get a chance to this round of the beta, we'll have three more chances. <laughs> I liked that I'm, we each had different superheroes to pick. I might be done with it, Mike. Like completely even when it releases? <laughs> I think so. I, I well, We got to do an episode on Avengers. Everyone's going to be quiet. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I really, I really don't know if I have it in me. I like to play games that like, it's the same, no offense to our wonderful Terminator resistance episode last week. <laughs> I want to play games that are relevant in some way, like that matter. <laughs> and like generic beat em up doesn't seem like it's, I guess it's like a, cultural milestone. <laughs> I don't even know. It's relevant in the terms of, yeah, it's going to be in the cultural zeitgeist. It's what people are going to be playing and talking about. I don't even know how much you're going to hear about it. I really, I really think it's going to be a hard flop. We'll find out. Right now, it seems like everybody's really mixed on the game. Personally, I, I think it's a fun time. Like I was telling you, it's not a game that I'm going to get deep into like cyberpunk that I'm going to wake up and then it's going to be four in the morning and I'm still going to be playing it and going, Oh man, I've got work in four hours. <laughs> Let me go to bed. It's going to be something where I put on and I'm like, Oh, they got these new missions. Let me try these out or this new heroes out. Let me try that. And like you said, maybe that's not enough for a game to continue. Have you keep playing for a long time, but in terms of at least at release and the story is very good uh, from what the story was. I'm interested in that story it's, and I want to see it to completion. I, I, do want to see the story just because I like superheroes, <laughs> but it didn't like you had said that you really liked what they did with the world. And I thought that was interesting because I thought the worlds were terrible. <laughs> I meant the world is in the overall feel of the game. Like, but the, it, the world the felt empty, not like the world maps. I mean, like what's going on in the world of the Avengers. It's a darker kind of take on this Avengers getting back together. They're the underdogs. Sure, but you're like, you like the idea that the world is against the Avengers, right? Right, yeah. But what do you see in this beta that gives you that impression other than that one scene in that story? Like, well, I think the story is what the story is going to be. Yes, in the game, I was, I'm just fighting robots. You're just fighting robots. I, I was in a big city as Iron Man just shooting stuff, and I got no impression that there were people that didn't want me to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> It just felt bland and empty and like, I don't know. I, I guess I need more out of the world to, I don't, I don't know. There's, I just don't. I think you're going to see that more in the campaign missions than you will anything else. And we still don't even know what the, the hero missions look like as well. Well, there was one hero mission, wasn't there? Does that or count as like the one? story mission though? Well, there was like the iconic Hulk mission where yeah. you go to his, like the lab the, um, beat the gamma thing and stop Megan, whoever she is. Yeah. I thought that was like a hero mission. I thought that that's what they were talking about, but I don't know. Unless you're saying there's more to it. I don't know. Well, I know it's a whole storyline. Each character is going to have their own beginning, middle and end for their own character driven story, which will also suck for people who can't play Iron Man or Spider-Man rather. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. 
I enjoy it, but I think we both represent basically the two different camps of Avengers. Well, I don't think... So what you're saying is no one's really excited for it. I don't think anybody's like, <laughs> this is going to be the greatest game ever. I also think that it's releasing two systems that are going to be obsolete, not obsolete, but you'll be getting the upgrade soon. And I don't think they've said anything about it coming to PlayStation 5. Like if I get, I have it now on PS4. Am I going to get a free version on PS5? I, yeah. I would hope so. I'm <laughs> pretty confident that I had seen that. Okay. Because the thing about that the other day, it's like, this is a game as a service and I just paid, you know, $60 for it or whatever. Am I going to get it on, in yeah. November or am I going to be paying another $60? Cause guess what? If that's the case, I'm not paying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll get an optimized for series X and whatever the PS equivalent of that is. Upgrade. I think they just gone on upgrades. Uh, that's really all I got on Avengers. I was more upset about the Spider-Man stuff than anything. <laughs> I just, the beta itself. Was I just want to talk about, like yeah. I had fun with the beta. I don't want to review it. I know some reviewers are like, this is our early review. And it's like, yeah, that's it's so not weird. The full game. <laughs> I was looking at a couple of those. I was like, what are you putting a score on a beta for? That's just ridiculous. Everybody wants to be first to do anything now. So it's just like, yo, we got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's, I think, our episode. Unless cool. you got something else to bring up? No, I don't have anything else. I wanted to talk about Xenocrisis, but we'll save that for another time. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Please play Xenocrisis. It's really, really, really cool. <laughs> if you want to bring up Game Pass next week, we can talk about that on the Game Pass episode. Sure. What was I going to talk about next week? I feel like I told these the guys future, to stay tuned. The, the future of Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> and the present. Xeno Crisis. <laughs> Play that shit. All right. Get uh, us out of here. All right, guys. So join us next week for our post game on Ghost of Tsushima. We're going to talk about what we thought of that game, whether we liked it, what we didn't like about it, the aspects we enjoyed, how it changed from what we saw at E3. And then join us the week after that for more two-player bros news and previews. But for now, just keep on gaming.